At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the program. It's Spinning Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Richards, your host out here live in Las Vegas. Your other host today is live from the Mile High City, James Salinas. Uh, James, Tua Tungavailoa um, had some interesting comments uh, recently. He says that he feels 10 times better uh, than last season coming off that injury in college. We all saw that. Um, bounce back. Give him credit for that. Certainly. Uh, but he feels like he has a much better handle of the playbook, which is probably natural for a second-year player as well. Uh, does that increase any type of enthusiasm you might have for the Miami Dolphins right now? I think we should expect that. I think especially last year with all the rookies coming in with no preseason games, right. not a whole lot of off-season training and getting acclimated to just whether it's the playbook or just getting acclimated to the NFL, right? Pritch, you can speak to that directly from your time in college and then rolling right into the NFL and how that feels and does such a major transition, not only from the physical physicality standpoint in the NFL and also how, how you have to adjust to the speed and everything else, but also just the lifestyle change. So I think for somebody like Tua now, physically was one thing how was that going to play out from his surgery and the really gruesome injury he took with that hip back in college. Uh, but also, yeah, he should be more well-versed in the playbook and feel more comfortable going into year two, especially now you're going to have preseason games to work through some things as well. But I think for me, yeah, I, I think I would expect that. But 
The biggest concern I think I have for the Dolphins is this that offensive line, and it's mm-hmm. really a young offensive line, and with a young quarterback there and a young offensive line that is going to have to work through things in real time, in game time, to, to build some cohesion and some chemistry and get better. I don't know if that really, his comments mean much for me as far as looking at how I think the Miami Dolphins season is going to play out. I think defensively they're going to get better, but... I need to see it play out on the field when it comes to the offensive line and then the performance of Tua, and we'll see how comfortable he is, especially trying to get the ball down the field with a suspect offensive line, in my opinion. Great point about the offensive line. They did draft Jalen Waddell. He's a playmaker. Tua's familiar with him uh, from Alabama, obviously. What concerns me is not Tua. It's the fact that they have two offensive coordinators, James. Uh, Eric Studisville uh, and George Godsey. I mean, I don't don't know how – how that works. I know Studisville was with Tebow out there in Denver when he was out there, a first-round draft choice, a lefty. Uh, there's no correlation here, but I'm just curious about what that offense is going to look like this year. And moving on from, from Gailey. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're getting into this new century here of 21st century football. Yeah, I think that's obviously going to be a concern, too, because what is the game plan may vary. You know, the game plan is going to vary from week to week based on your opponent. But who's going to have – how does that collaboration work? Bridge, have you been in – how do you suspect that works? Have you been in that experience before where you've had oh. multiple coordinators on the same team? And who has final say? Or does the game plan – can you trust in what the game plan is going to look like from week to week when you have two voices in there that are going to be speaking, not only before the mm-hmm. game, but then during the game? Well, my experience, James, I had a coordinator who was outstanding, who was setting up plays, sequencing plays, but then you had a head coach that wanted to interject – and mess up all the sequencing. And then uh, I've had uh, offensive coordinators who formulated the game plan but didn't call the plays on game day. The head coach did. Uh, so, but that was a system that was followed, and it was highly successful. It is highly uh, successful. It still exists right now. So I've never been in a situation where there was two offensive coordinators or two play callers potentially uh, on the same team. Now thinking you've got a young offensive line, a young quarterback stepping into that, and now a new experience. Mm-hmm. You you were in the league for a long time. You never experienced that, and that's not really common to have two offensive coordinators and how that how they how that meshes and how does that work out collectively for not only that that those two coordinators, but then that offense and then the young offensive line and young quarterback. I think more growing pains to be expected. I would suspect because of that. Yeah, totally some growing pains right there. So I can be enthusiastic about. I could say that this guy's going to have a, a fantastic career. Looking forward to that. The growth, uh, just based on his comments, I, I believe that's going to be the case too. Uh, but like the, uh, out there in Denver, like, like right now, James, you have two quarterbacks. If you have two quarterbacks, uh, you don't have one. Uh, if you have two offensive coordinators, uh, you don't have one. That's just another issue for head coach Brian, Brian Flores to have to deal with and, and have to manage, too, and just a tough, a tough situation. Now, you said preseason. They do have preseason, uh, so maybe they can iron that out and decide to just have one uh, offensive coordinator out there for Tua Tungavailoa, uh, their franchise quarterback, potentially. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the program. It is Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host out here in Las Vegas. Your other host is in Denver, Colorado. That's James Salinas. Uh, and happy to bring on to the program right now. He covers the NFL for Yahoo Sports, Eric Edholm. Eric, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing well, fellas. What's going on? 
a lot. Um, we're trying to figure out these young quarterbacks. Uh, and so you had a chance to interview one, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, this is a guy who's been the number one or the best uh, everywhere he's been. Now he enters the National Football League. Uh, what was your takeaway from this interview with Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, I mean, a very sort of confident kid. I mean, and not in the kind of way that made you think he was sort of you know, unnecessarily brash or anything like that. I think he just he's sort of at peace with, you know, where he is right now. I, I would be too if I was Trevor Lawrence <laughs> entering the NFL. But, yeah, I, he's just a really neat kid. He seems like a, a pretty smart kind of, you know, level-headed kid in, in a lot of ways. And, you know, he just got married, obviously. And, and he hasn't faced any kind of adversity on the NFL level yet. And when that happens, I think we'll learn a lot about him. We learned a lot about him when, you know, Ohio State beat the tar out of him in the 2019 playoff game. And he, you know, found a new way to win. He used his legs more. And, you know, uh, obviously the, the, the COVID thing this year, he was sort of on track to maybe be the Heisman winner, missed a couple games, comes back, you know, for the most part played really well. And, you know, so he has bounced back in a couple of occasions. But obviously, you know, the, the Urban Meyer – Lawrence experiment in Jacksonville is going to be fascinating. There's no guaranteeing success for either one. And I think, you know, they're, they're suddenly must see TV in a lot of ways and we'll see how, you know, how quickly they can develop there. Hi, Eric. James Salinas out here in Denver, Colorado, and thank you for coming on. I want to get really your insight. You talked about the interview that you had with Trevor Lawrence, whether it's through the interview or other things that you've read or talked with with other folks around the team. I'm curious what you can pull away, some of those intangibles that we like to talk about when it comes to leadership, and in this case here, whether uh, there's some character traits that you can draw from thinking about Trevor Lawrence, because ultimately he's not going to be in New York City and be, be have to deal with all the, the media crush and the expectations from fans in that city for right. that fan base. But thinking about being in Jacksonville, coming in, and ultimately he's going to have to be the leader for this team on the field. He's going to have to be the face of the franchise going forward. What do you feel like you can pull away from some of those intangible character traits that he brings to this team? Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think, first of all, he's like you guys sort of said earlier on, I mean, he's sort of built for the spotlight, or at least he's you know shown to – you know, be able to handle that sort of thing. And, and Jacksonville might be the perfect place for him because it isn't, you know, the Big Apple. It isn't one of these major media markets. You know, Justin Fields in Chicago might, you know, face more scrutiny on a day-to-day basis uh, whenever he gets his starting opportunity or more speculation for when he'll start prior to his first start. So, you know, it is a little bit of a different situation. Uh, you know, I, I really do think that one of the things that, not just talking to Trevor the other day, but also – talking to some of his teammates too, one of the things that struck them was, was how kind of down to earth he was and how he didn't sort of carry himself like the five-star prospect, the future number one overall pick and, you know, the big man on campus and all that. He was very deferential to his teammates in a lot of ways, but also had, you know, enough sense to know that they're going to listen to his voice and his voice is going to carry a lot of weight in that locker room. So, you know, when he had to speak up, he did, you know, Dabo Swinney has obviously sung his praises uh, to the heavens, you know, as far as what, what Trevor meant to the program. And I think, you know, for the most part, it wasn't just lip service. It was really who the kid was and a truly special physical specimen, but also those intangibles. So, yeah, I mean, you look at the Jacksonville roster, it's, you know, I know they brought in Marvin Jones and they've got some veterans on the offensive line and so on and so forth, but 
pretty young roster. You know, it's a pretty green group in a lot of ways. Even Urban Meyer, for all his college football experience, is a first-year maiden voyage NFL head coach. So, you know, obviously there are other ways to, you know, sort of glean on experience and things like that. But, you know, I'm, I'm really interested to see how, how his teammates, you know, kind of work towards that respect as a rookie quarterback. Because some guys can do it naturally. And others, it takes them a little while to find their time and, and, you know, know when they can speak up and and when they can't. But he's still a rookie, but I think there's there's a lot of sort of veteran qualities in him and for such a, you know, precocious kid, I guess. We're speaking with Eric Edholm. He covers the National Football League for Yahoo Sports. And uh, we're talking about Trevor Lawrence because as a rookie, like you mentioned, young player, maybe poised, uh, he has some lofty totals for 2021 uh, that we can yeah. wager on, uh, Eric. Uh, passing yards, uh, 4,099 uh, over under those. 22 and a half uh, touchdowns, uh, 14 and a half interceptions. Uh, when you interview Trevor, I mean, does he seem like a guy that um, I get, even with the shoulder surgery, I mean, does he seem like a guy that can overcome that adversity and, and certainly uh, exceed expectations this year? Yeah. And first of all, with those totals, I've, I've got to kind of recalibrate my brain with the whole 17 game thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, wind totals and yardage totals, everything's different. I, I wonder if there's some, you know, some opportunities out there for the, for the, you know, the, the people who are strong at math and all that, but um, yeah, I mean, I think that the shoulder thing isn't considered a big concern. It's his non-throwing shoulder. You know, he had the surgery back in, what, February, March. So, you know, there's plenty of time where he'll be able to, you know, do work and, and you know, get his footing before training camp, I think, and, and be cleared for, you know, I'm sure they'll, you know, they'll they'll keep the non-contact jersey on him and all that stuff. But, you know, physically speaking, I don't think there's a whole lot of worry. You know, the, the question is going to be, I think, you know, how much firepower does he have? I mean, that, that's, that's a, you know, LaVisca Chenault was a really exciting rookie. We mentioned Jones. DJ Shark is obviously a really talented kid. A couple other guys. I like Colin Johnson coming out, the big Texas receiver. He's, you know, maybe a red zone threat for him. And I don't know how much they've really got at tight end, but, you know, you add Travis Etienne to that backfield and, you know, there's, there's potential for, for fireworks there. I think there's enough weapons where, you know, the, the the numbers could be really pretty robust this year. Uh, is is something along the way gonna gonna derail that? Is the you know, I don't know, the design of the offense gonna change that at all? I mean, they did load up in the backfield. Trevor is a running quarterback technically. I asked him specifically about that. He wasn't too sure about how much the read option was gonna be a a part of the you know the playbook, but I would think that given his running ability in college, you'd have to incorporate that in some way. So, you know, how, whether he ends up going over those totals or, you know, under the interception number, it's really hard to say right now. It's, it's based on a lot of speculation, but you know, you're getting a week one starter. That's the beautiful thing. You, you know, there, there's no battle here. He's going to get the starting job unless there's an injury along the way. And, you know, other than the COVID thing, he hasn't missed, time on the field i mean he's you know he's bounced back from some stuff pretty quickly so you know there's there's plenty of optimism and i think good reason for it 
Eric, you mentioned season win totals, and I'm recalibrating this whole 17 games as well. Thinking <laughs> yeah. about the season win totals for the Jacksonville Jaguars, won their first game last year and then they never won another game throughout the rest of the season. <laughs> a one-win team. Now they're sitting at, when we saw some of these on the board earlier, most of our consensus was right around six and a half wins. Kind of seems yeah. kind of lofty. You talked about it, a young team, seven wins. Now I wanted to ask you one thing too. You look at the schedule, it helps that you're going to have the dysfunctional Houston Texans on your schedule twice. But thinking about, we talk about fans in the stands again and also home field advantage for other intangibles like weather, and in particular for Jacksonville, the heat and humidity. I look at their home opener. They're going to be playing the Denver Broncos, and I can attest to this directly. We don't deal with, we have some heat, but we don't deal with humidity at all out here. How much does that factor in at least early in the season for a team like Jacksonville that can take advantage of the weather situation? Yeah, I mean, that, that's an interesting way to look at it, obviously, and, and, you know, try to figure out, you know, can they can they sort of steal a couple games early or, or are they going to, you know, is this not something they're going to be able to take advantage of? And, you know, those are obviously factors that, you know, maybe people in, in May and June aren't thinking about as much, so it is good to bring it up. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's it, it's hard to know whether they'll be able to really have a tangible effect on that or not. I don't know. I, I guess I – I'm willing to consider it as an absolute factor, but I don't know if that's going to impact my thinking a whole lot. You know, I mean, maybe I'm more dialed into the the teams with the cold weather at the end of the season or, you know, things like that. But yeah, I mean, the early season schedule for them in general isn't terrible. It, It gets a little stiffer later on. And, you know, I think the Colts will be good. And I think the Titans will still be really competitive. So, you know, it is hard to sort of say, what the total might, you know, what what the total should be or what we end, think it ends up being. This might be a team that, that, you know, takes advantage of a few early games where they can win, maybe slumps a little bit in the middle of the season. But by the end of the year, once Lawrence has kind of figured out the league and they've kind of gained an offensive identity, because that's an issue right now, you've got, you know, I mean, Daryl Bevel, Brian Schottenheimer, Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, you're putting all those heads in a room and trying to figure out, you know, what's the best way to kind of unleash these guys? And, you know, that that's going to take some time, I think. But by the end of the year, I wouldn't be shocked to see them, you know, have some performances that are more sort of befitting of the talent uh, once it's all gotten time to gel. We're speaking with Eric Edholm, uh, covers the National Football League for Yahoo Sports. Speaking of talent, uh, Eric, I have to ask you, I mean, Urban Meyer, uh, well-credentialed. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, well-credentialed. Um, maybe optimism for the season. Uh, and then they signed Tim Tebow. Uh, so we can bet on Tim Tebow right now, 12 and a half uh, receiving yards. That's his total. Uh, and then a half uh, receiving touchdowns. Uh, how should we interpret this? Um, is this the circus? Uh, is he an informant? Uh, or does he legitimately have a chance of making the roster here for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Had you guys had me on two or three days ago, I might have sort of hedged towards, look, it's a fun story. You know, Tim's an immensely popular athlete. You understand why Urban Meyer might want to bring him in. You know, even if he didn't think he, you know, if he had a less than 50-50 chance of keeping him on the roster, okay, I get it, right? You're generating buzz. You're getting some momentum. You bring in a real positive attitude guy. You're giving one last shot. It's a great story in a lot of ways. Some people may roll their eyes. I get that, too. But then you hear these reports that maybe Urban Meyer is dreaming up some sort of wildcat type of package for him. Is that what I would do? You know, having Trevor Lawrence, this immense weapon that essentially brought Urban Meyer out of coaching retirement, 
you know, the, the supposed reason why he took the job, you know, you're moving the ball out of his hands and now putting him in Tebow's. I suppose there's a way to get both guys involved on any given play. But still, is that what I would do? I don't know. Probably not. But the fact that Urban Meyer has kind of let this information get out or somebody's reporting it, and, you know, with some good deep sourcing or what have you, that there are some plans for Tebow, that it's not just, oh, he's a tight end and he's going to go, you know, cover punts on fourth down and stuff. I mean, it sounds like they view him as sort of an offensive weapon, more Taysom Hillish than anything else. And to me, that starts making you think, especially with, yeah, they drafted Luke Farrell. I think they still have James O'Shaughnessy there. But when Urban took the job, one of the first things he said that kind of caught the local beat writer's attention was, hey, we need to improve at tight end. That's a position where we need to get better. They didn't really do a whole lot in the offseason other than Tebow and Farrell in terms of addition. So he may not be your traditional tight end like you, you would see with Travis Kelsey and guys like that, but you may want to rethink it. Not you, anybody may want to rethink him as this sort of, you know, Taysom type player. Uh, is that going to happen? Is that guaranteed? Of course not. We don't know. He may show up. He could be in great shape, but he just doesn't sort of fit in the way they imagine. Okay, it was a nice story. Thanks for the time, Tim. We'll see you later. But I'm starting to think they really believe he has a, a chance to make this team. So if that's the case, that those totals feel awfully, you know, scant to me. I don't know, but it, it would be a fun bet to sort of think about, you know, yards from scrimmage, touchdowns, you know, that sort of metric and, and wonder what the numbers would be on those. And I don't know. I'm I'm starting to believe that in their minds he could make this team, even if it's, you know, only in a specialty type role. Eric, let's talk about a couple players that will see the field, we know for sure, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So one last question before you let you run here. Thinking about James Robinson, one of the few bright spots for the Jags last year and how well he right. played, if you know his story. Uh, but drafting Travis Etienne, first-round draft pick, expected to start and see the field. How do you th- see those two coexisting, or how do you see that package working out with Etienne coming on the field, and how do you see Robinson playing into this new offense? Right, and and they signed Carlos Hyde, who played for Meyer at Ohio State. And, you know, I mean, Hyde's one of those guys who, you know, sort of gets overlooked a little bit, but he always seems to find his way into a rotation of, of some form when he's healthy. So that's, that's a lot of mouths to feed, right? And we mentioned all the receivers earlier, and obviously they're going to try to throw the ball. I mean, Trevor's answer when I asked him about the run game was, hey, I'm here to throw a touchdown. So that's certainly part of it. But, yeah, it really kind of – puts a, a damper on, on James Robinson's projection a little bit, you would think, unless he just so blows away the competition. There is a hope, obviously. I mean, most teams use, you know, two and three running back sort of rotations, committees, whatever you want to call them. You know, there is this maybe belief that, okay, perhaps Robinson was like the only good thing going for them last year. They had to give him the ball. It was a great story. Now he can kind of lessen his load a little bit. You know, Hyde will get a couple carries. Robinson may be the primary first and second down guy. And then ETN is this, you know, kind of hybrid receiver. You know, they talked earlier a couple weeks ago about maybe playing him during these mini camps at wide out, moving him out in the slot and out wide, using him in motion, that sort of stuff. And, you know, maybe he ends up more like Percy Harvin, let's say, you know, who Urban obviously kind of created a position for at Florida. So if that's the case, it may not completely diminish what Robinson's going to do, but 
certainly expecting the kind of numbers he put up as an undrafted rookie last year, I think would be a little bit foolish. I'm not I'm not feeling anything close to what he did last year, even if he's you know just as effective on a, on a super touch basis. All right. Eric Edholm covers the National Football League for Yahoo Sports. Cannot thank you enough for that time right there. Your segment was outstanding. Uh, thanks again, Eric. Gentlemen, thank you. Talk to you soon. Absolutely. We'll talk soon. Uh, some things to think about right there, James Salinas. We're going to take a break uh, and come back with some double-digit college football favorite win totals uh, and see uh, if you are inclined to go under on some of these teams. Uh, that's coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? 
Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking to hire? Indeed will help you speed up the process. They have 135 skills tests to help you find the right candidates faster. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host out here in Las Vegas. Your other host uh, is in Denver, Colorado. That's James Salinas. Uh, so, James, we have college football win totals, and uh, the they involve the powerhouses here. So uh, they're double digits. Uh, Alabama, 11 and a half. Clemson, uh, 11 and a half. Oklahoma, 11. Ohio State, 11. Georgia, 10 and a half. Um, my question to you with those win totals, uh, and no surprises really, would you bet under for any of these football teams? Looking at the, I'd, I'll stay away from Alabama, even though basically they're sitting there at 11 and a half and 11 and a half and the other ones with OU and o- Ohio State at 11, they're 12 game season. So you're basically betting, are they going to, in a sense, for definitely for Alabama and Clemson, mm-hmm. are they going to go undefeated and run the table? So you got to dig into their schedule. And with Alabama, uh, you know, it, it, they're just, that's the program that is absolutely, it's just reload. It's constant reload. And looking at some of the team, the, the road games that they would have to play at Florida, at Texas A&M, finish up with the Iron Bowl at Auburn. We've seen the the look-ahead lines, or in this case, games of the year lines that were posted at the South Point. They're double-digit favorites in all of those games for the most part. <laughs> right. So do you want to go against Alabama that there's going to be an upset there somewhere? And feel like if you're going to do that, you're better off betting one of those teams, betting those games and taking the money line for an upset, which I don't think will happen. So I'll stay away from Alabama. If any of them... I, Looking at maybe it's Clemson. I mean, they got to open up in the in in, in Atlanta. It's a mm-hmm. neutral site game, but they're going to open up in the state of Georgia against Georgia. And Georgia, we we know especially that front seven is very stout and a lot of transition and change with Clemson. Not only at the quarterback position, lost a lot of talent to the NFL on both sides of the football, and maybe that's the one. Although you look at that ACC schedule for for Clemson, it's really not too tough. I mean, the ACC is just not a, a very tough conference we know that Pritch but maybe can you find if they do win the Georgia game can you find another loss in there somewhere maybe there's some regression for the Clemson Tigers so if any of those teams on that list that might be the one that I go and said doesn't run the table and go 12 and 0 is the Clemson Tigers yeah I mean that would be difficult to go undefeated I think without the Trevor Lawrence effect I was talking about this uh, recently I mean, that, that guy, um, you, you have to replace his talent as well as what he meant to that football team. Uh, ATN as well. I mean, that's a lot. Uh, and I know Dabble Sweeney. He's a great coach, certainly. Uh, but even with a weaker schedule, uh, non-conference, uh, within conference, the ACC, uh, not as stout as the SEC in terms of reputation. Um, but there could be some hiccups uh, in there with the young quarterback. Uh, he has experience. Uh, DJ, I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name right now, uh, but you, you know, is he is he that Trevor Lawrence? Can he have the same effect with this football team like like the great Trevor Lawrence had? 
and then step in and right. take on a Georgia team that at least you know on, on the other side for the offense for Georgia we saw Barrett and I thought that you know what they are going to go go going forward uh, at the quarterback position for the Bulldogs and we know how stout that front seven is for Georgia there's some transition for their secondary but yeah I think that's a tall order you talk about all the transition for Clemson now you're going to step into that environment and it's it's going to be a night game ABC I mean big nationally televised game that's a challenge for sure. And then you like maybe there is the stumble somewhere down the road in the ACC conference schedule if you're looking at this. And uh, a number of road games kind of packed in together where they're playing. Not that Syracuse is going to be able to trip them up, but at Syracuse, then at Pittsburgh, come home, you face Florida State. You know that'll probably be a primetime game. We'll see if Florida State improves. They couldn't go any worse than last year. And then there's kind of that that afterthought game at Louisville. There's some tough you know road games with a, a big primetime home game against Florida State. Now you're going going to go to Louisville and their defense doesn't scare you at all but is that the letdown spot when you look at schedules maybe there's another opportunity to get that loss on Clemson if you weren't able to pull that out with Georgia if they're able to win that game but of those teams that's the yeah. only one that I can say that I would want to bet on to say no they don't run the table is the Clemson Tigers. you know what I took a look at Oklahoma um, only because Sarkeesian now he's the head coach at Texas and okay they're sitting at 11 uh, Iowa State tripped them up last year, certainly. And, you know, they didn't have the year that they were supposed to have. But uh, the quarterback, uh, I guess, is heralded now. And uh, they believe in him. Uh, it wasn't a transfer type of guy. He was a freshman. So uh, with that conference, uh, maybe OU has a chance to still go over. Probably the conference is pretty weak. And then their road games, not tough road games. You talked about Iowa State. They get to host Iowa State. So that game is going to be played in Norman. So I think that's obviously an advantage for Oklahoma there. Uh, going to Kansas and Kansas State are not going to scare anybody in the right. So, yeah, I'm not. I'm going to stay away from the Oklahoma to bet the under. All right. We get back to the NBA playoffs. Uh, we got some more games breakdown as well as some more series prices uh, to discuss. That's coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. a new feature on vcin.com every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every game in major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game check this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games which is sure to give you a betting edge and of course we have the odds data and analysis for every game as well start your next sports bet at vcin.com Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you today. Uh, James, Game 3, Lakers and the Suns. Uh, the Lake Show's back in L.A., as everybody's putting it. Uh, not giving the Suns a chance at all in this one. The line suggests that, too. Although I think it's coming down or moving a little bit. L.A. now 6.5. Uh, 2.12 is a total in this game. 
That's exactly where it sits out here in Colorado, mm-hmm. too, Pritch. And interesting that there is some buyback on the sun sitting. The market was sitting at 7 and uh, some taking that dog there plus the price. Maybe there's some some information about Chris Paul. I think that's the that's that's the killer right there is what's where Chris Paul is right now physically. And we know what an impact he's made on this team all, se- all season long. It definitely made an impact in the first game, just his presence and his poise and that experience that he brings really the, the confidence feed off to the rest of his teammates and it's a young team outside of Chris Paul that's that's the unfortunate situation here is we didn't see much from Chris Paul the other night in that game two loss only played 23 minutes and clearly was not effective that's that shoulder stinger contusion whatever that is uh, it's it, it's an injury and it's affected his play he had six points and five assists in those 23 minutes and really wasn't wasn't on the floor to close it out either so what is his status tonight I I I'm not going to get involved with this game until mm-hmm. I see him on the court and see how he performs. That's the beauty of in-game pitch because yeah, I don't, I don't want to read any speculation. He's going to say, I'm ready to go. I'm good to go. Let's get after it. He's a gamer. He's a competitor. That's what he's paid to do, and that's what leaders do when they step on the floor, and they, and they gut it out. But how how effective is he going to be? That is, for me, such a big X factor that it's hard for me to get involved in either the side or the total. Uh, maybe it's the total to look at the under and, and the young sons going on the road and even if Paul does play maybe it's more so as a facilitator and a distributor and just keeping the team confidence because where does this team go the other side of that too though is where does the team go if Paul isn't on the floor but then we see this a lot with teams too Pritch where you know the, their opponent knows that their star player their best player when it comes to Chris Paul his case the Lakers that, that Chris Paul is not going to be effective or not going to play. Sometimes we've seen this too, Pritch, right? Isn't there sometimes the letdown factor of those teams because they don't have their best player and their opponent, in this case with Chris Paul playing for the Suns? Absolutely. I mean, you look on the floor, you see superstar after superstar with the Lakers, and uh, you would want one of your superstars available, which would be Chris Paul. Um, Booker can do enough, but he can only do so much. And uh, playoff time, to me, James, is when superstars um, become superstars. I mean, that's that's why we have superstars in the NBA. Uh, and if you don't have one out there, you are handcuffed. And uh, whether it's pain or injury, and we'll find out tonight, I think, like you mentioned, uh, because if it's pain, I think Chris Paul can suck it up and get through it. Uh, as an athlete, that's what you do. Uh, but if there's an injury... Uh, and he's playing differently. He's not the same Chris Paul, then that's significant right there. And his game lends to he needs to be be effective. We know he 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 he's a great floor general when it comes to to running the offense and getting guys the ball in the best places to be successful. But when you don't have the threat to be able to shoot the basketball, and he's terrific in that mid range game for sure, mm-hmm. being able to create a little space, little step back, seventeen footer, free throw line extended, knocks it down. Tough to guard. But I got to see it. I just got to see right. it because I, I'm, I wanted – I mean, the game one was such a great game and seeing the energy in the building in Phoenix and how that young team really fed off of that and how well they played. And the Lakers were definitely sluggish too and 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 they're not – they know it's a seven-game series here. The Suns wanted to make a statement and they did. The statement now is I need to see it on the floor for Chris Paul. So I just – I can't get a position here, Pritch, okay. until we know that and I see it. And, and so – for now, it's going to be eye test only. So even the buyback, uh, that attractive number at seven, uh, which was earlier, now six and a half, um, still not moving it. Uh, I agree with you. I mean, maybe in more of an in-game assessment here uh, for that matchup. How about Denver-Portland? Uh, Denver on the road in the playoffs. Portland minus four at home. 227 and a half uh, is the total right now out here in Vegas, James. 
I think I'm going to stay away from the total in this series with these teams, especially when it comes to – I mean, you see Damian Lillard just stepping across oh, half court and chucking shots right. and knocking them down. And finally, Denver made some adjustments. It was curious to see what adjustments were, was Denver going to make, not only through the series as it progressed, but also on the court in-game. And when was Gordon going to take his turn, Aaron Gordon, for the, that they why they made that trade and brought him over to utilize his defensive – his physicality his length uh, and his athleticism can he guard Dame out on the perimeter and he did a much better job when they put him on they put uh, coach Michael Malone put Gordon on Dame for the most part in the second half on a number of pos- uh, possessions and really limited Gore I, th- I think Dame had 10 points in that second half and didn't get as many clean looks even though his clean look is going to be as soon as he crosses half court I think that was the adjustment now how does that impact Gordon offensively because you're going to have to expend a lot of energy I think this game here, Pritch, uh, it, it got pretty testy in that second half. And right. I've, I've heard both sides talking about, you know, the only thing that talks is ultimately scoreboard at the end of the day. But both teams have come in with some bad blood into this game three up in Portland. But not having Jamal Murray when we get tight game, fourth quarter, stepping up, making those big shots. Joker's been fantastic. Portland has no answer for him. Denver's trying to figure out answers for Damian Lillard. But now you're going to have to figure out those answers on the road in Portland. I've already bet. I, I took Portland. It's sitting at four now. I had it at three and a half. I think Portland runs them tonight. I think this is the spot for Portland. They're they're going to get themselves, get that bad taste out of their mouth in game two because I just think the impact with not having Jamal Murray somewhere in this series, and maybe it's game three tonight is what I'm banking on, tight game, fourth quarter, not having Mr. Clutch there to make those, take those and make those big shots yeah. for Denver is going to be significant, and I think it plays out here tonight in game three. Took the Blazers three and a half. I still like him laying four. Okay, yeah, they're laying four out here in Vegas. Um, has Michael Porter Jr. done enough uh, uh, for Portland to focus on him? I mean, has he been consistent enough yet, James? No, no. Okay. I think that's especially his perimeter shooting has not shot the ball well from the outside. And he just he t- it just feels like he just takes play. And he's a young player. And that's really the one that I think they're hoping for. The Nuggets are to step into that Jamal Murray role when it comes to making and taking big shots, especially as the game progresses later in, you know, second, second half, fourth quarter. He's just not one that I'm going to trust that's going to be able to make those big shots and stay aggressive enough. I just don't see him being aggressive on the offensive end consistently. And then the defensive side, he still gets caught ball watching. Uh, He's still a liability on the defensive end. So, again, I I just like the Blazers laying the four here at home tonight. They get themselves right after game two performance. Okay, more NBA when we come back. Uh, Player props for sure. Uh, Also some series prices. Uh, Major League Baseball, too, maybe sprinkle in a few games that uh, we might be attracted to. Uh, that's coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. 
I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus BetMGM has a fun way to join sports betting excitement. Win $100 for a $1 wager on either the Lakers or Suns to hit a three in tonight's game. Just use bonus code BSIN100 and get in the ring with the king of sportsbooks. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details. And uh, use promo code BSIN100. It's a new customer offer. Paid and free bets must be at least 21 years old. Located in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel you have a problem, 1-800-522-4700, Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you uh, today. James, player props for the Suns, Lakers. Uh, anything stand out? I mean, Booker with a tall order uh, if Chris Paul is not himself. 28 and a half, four and a half rebounds, four and a half assists. Aiton, uh, 14 and a half points, 11 and a half rebounds uh, in his matchup tonight. 
Aiton's going to have to. He played very well in yeah. game one. It was really running the floor. I didn't. He 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 was really pushing himself down the floor and got. It gets a lot of putbacks too. But they were playing through the post, especially early in the game. You saw a game plan for the Suns in that first quarter, wanting to get all the young guys involved. It wasn't about Chris Paul putting the ball in the basket mm-hmm. and, and making it easy for everybody. Let's get you guys in good positions. Get you flowing early. Your adrenaline. You got plenty of it. Let's turn that into. Let's turn that energy into a positive, which they did. And and I think for Aiton, maybe that'd be where I'd be looking. With Paul, that's just the question. We just don't know what he's – he's not on the list as far as uh, as far as far what he's going to be able to do if he gets on the court. And I think that's the key here. If he's not on the court, who's going to have to step up? Obviously, Booker is going to be the focal point. But I think with Aiton, that's a tough matchup for the Lakers down low. And being able to uh, – the Suns are going to need to get some push because they're not going to want to play half court here, especially if Paul is hampered. And get down the floor. I think Aiton can beat – some of the other bigs, we've seen that against the Lakers get down the floor, but also they can feed the post and play through the post. I might be looking not only at the points for Aiden, but also with the rebounds because he is going to have he's going to have to play a lot of minutes and be pretty significant on both ends of the floor in the painted area. I think the rebound piece too at eleven and a half, looking for that one to be over. Yeah, you know, Aiden, hey, forty-two minutes that last matchup against the Lakers, uh, he did pull uh, pour in twenty-two points. Booker, uh, forty minutes, thirty-one points. Um, but that was it, uh, certainly from a production standpoint, from points, uh, certainly offensively. Uh, the Lakers, they just have so many bodies that they can throw at the Suns defensively, too, though, uh, and still put up points and put up en- enough points uh, to get the W uh, in this game. It spread the wealth, especially when it comes to you. You've we've seen it. We've seen it with AD. We've also seen it with LeBron James. Mm-hmm. They're when they're taking some plays off. Now we know players do that, and they're going to have to. There's no more mat, you know, the the time management or load management, maintenance, all those kind of things players were doing where they get to miss a game. Now they're going to have to do that in real time during a game, and they're not going to put the best. You can't continue to sustain yourself for 48 minutes at a high level of energy and intensity for either of those two players because of their injuries. So, and they're smart about it. They know when they do it, but they more so do that. Uh, They're going to be doing that now on the offensive side rather than the defensive side. So yeah, I think looking at those two probably they can spread the wealth. Now, James, does it become more of a facilitator tonight? And we definitely saw a different Anthony Davis in game two, as opposed to game one, which Anthony Davis do we see step out on the court tonight? How aggressive, if he's going to want to be, he really wanted to de- redeem himself in that game from that game one performance and played played a great game in game two. What does that look like for game three? I just don't know if I've seen enough consistency out of Anthony Davis to say this is a player that I trust to do this game in and game out because I think not only Davis and LeBron James, but this team as a collective kind of paces themselves. They know they got the split. That's what they needed. Home court advantage is now back at Staples with the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, what is that mean for this game going in here tonight especially if Chris Paul is hampered maybe is there a little bit of a letdown for them knowing that Chris Paul is a little beat up you know the Phoenix is going to give their best energy I just don't know if I trust the Lakers to do that for four quarters yeah depending on Chris Paul too I mean how many games will this series go James five games plus 220 right now uh six games plus 137 games plus 200 
I'm stuck, Pritch. I, mm-hmm. I did this. I didn't bet either team to win the series. I did bet the series to go six games and okay. seven games. Uh, that was game, six games. Six was plus 190, and game seven was plus 180. It wasn't about the winner. It was just how many games would be played. I was feeling good about that after game one and how well the Suns played. At, but now with the status of Chris Paul sitting here, if Chris Paul, I, I just don't know how Chris Paul is going to be. We, we just saw how injured that looked, how ineffective he was the, in that game two performance did not was not able to close out that fourth quarter either i just don't see how especially somebody who's got a lot of miles on him he just don't recover that quickly and now i don't like where i'm sitting with my series tickets i loved where i was sitting come after the result of game one not so much now so i'm already invested in this series as far as those two prices are concerned bridge i'm not going to lay any more to it okay player props from the nuggets trailblazers uh, we got the, the joker at 32 and a half points 11 and a half rebounds how about that uh, three pointers, one and a half. Uh, assists might be low, six and a half. James uh, Porter Jr. twenty-three and a half points. Um, rebound seven and a half. Assist uh, uh, one and a half. Three and a half. Three pointers. Uh, they're right there for Porter Jr. <laughs> Uh, my goodness, uh, where are you at with these player props in uh, Portland and Nuggets? Starting with the Nuggets. You mentioned Porter Jr. sitting at three and a half pointer, three and a half three pointers made. I, he had three the other night, mm-hmm. but did not shoot. What did he go one at ten? I believe in game one, uh, just not playing, shooting the ball with a lot of confidence. Now you're going to go on the road here. Uh, I, I don't see that playing out for him as far as the three pointers are concerned. I think I would be looking at the under. That'd be the only play for me with Porter Jr. in this matchup. Maybe Joker. I mean, he's been uh, fire, saw some fire out of him the other day in in that game to uh, on the sideline and it's going to be this is going to be a testy game tonight I'm curious how this game is going to be officiated because I think that's going to have a significant impact on not only the outcome of this game but the total of this game too are we going to see a parade to the foul line in this game because the officials are going to try to clean some of this up because I think it got it got testy it got physical in that second half in particular that's going to be a key especially we're in game getting a feel not only of the players coaches adjustments as well but how are these games officiated this game in particular, I'm waiting to see. But looking at these player props, Pritch, we were talking about Aaron Gordon before, and it's sitting at 12 and a half. Now, mm-hmm. that second half, he played a lot more defense. Michael Malone put him on him a lot more in that second half to guard Damian Lillard. Now, the way Lillard plays, not only with the ball, but also off the ball, that's going to require a lot of energy play, depending on how many more minutes and how many more possessions Aaron Gordon is going to have to go and chase Dame Lillard around, because you know, if he's on Lillard, Lillard's already shown that he's not afraid to shoot that from the from the jump. And I'm talking the jump being the circle jump where he comes in and start as soon as he crosses half court, chucking it up from the sticker there. So I think that's where I'd be looking more so is looking at Aaron Gordon as far as totals, uh, total points sitting at 12 and a half. I just think he's going to have to put a lot of energy on the defensive side if that becomes the assignment tonight. And I suspect it's probably going to be a lot more than just the second half like we saw in game two. I'd be looking at Aaron Gordon point total under the 12 and a half. Just the energy, take some time off on the offensive side because you have no time off guarding Damian Lillard. Right. Uh, You know, too, I was looking at Anthony um, from an offensive standpoint, 11 and a half uh, points for him. Uh, He has no other responsibility out there but to shoot the Basketball, James Salinas. Uh, uh, so Carmelo, 11 and a half uh, points uh, for this uh, matchup against the Nuggets, his former team. 
have to redeem himself from a yeah. poor performance. Five and that's points. the up and down. That's I know, and I think Pritch. That's what you're going to see out of a player like Carmelo Anthony, right? He's 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 up there in age, and that, there's a reason why he's kind of kicked around uh, the last handful of years of his career, and wasn't even to be expected to be on this ball club. <laughs> Not that long ago. So thinking about him, you're going to have those ups and downs with Carmelo Anthony. Redemption is one thing to be able to come back from. It really didn't get too many touches and really it was a non-factor. I think the biggest thing here for Portland is when you have Carmelo Anthony on there, yeah, he has the ability like he did in game one uh, to light it up. When he get, He's such a streaky player now. He has that ability when he's in that zone to knock it down, but you're always risking the defensive end because he is a total liability defensively. He's not going to give you anything. So what is how is this game being officiated? How is this game going to be played out? Just feels like this is so much on the line for this for both teams, obviously, with the split in Denver coming back to Portland here. Just not sure how many touches, how many minutes Carmelo Anthony is going to play because I think it's just the defensive end that would yeah. be cause for concern with me uh, if I'm coaching Portland here. So if anything, yeah, can he can he get over that total? But do I want to bet on Carmelo Anthony to exceed 11 and a half points. I'm not putting money on Carmelo. Okay. He had 21 minutes uh, in that previous game uh, there in Denver. Uh, let's look at this uh, five games plus 275. Uh, this is the Nuggets and Trailblazers. Six games plus 140 uh, right now, James. Seven games plus 160. I, I have one ticket uh, that is on this series, and it's Portland to win in six games plus 410. So sitting here looking at these prices, I got the split that I wanted. Now it's a matter of holding serve, holding home court serve as far as the Blazers are concerned in these two games. And that's kind of what I was banking on, split the series take game three and four at home, lose game five and go close it out in game six. So that's where I'm sitting. So I'm, I, I'm, I like my position here with this one much better than the last series. I was telling you with the Suns, yeah. uh, with the Blazers to close this out in six in six plus the, the $4. But I, th- I think if I was going to get involved, I mean, I just, I'm not ready to back Denver. I can't okay. get away from the fact that Jamal Murray is not there and is not going to be there when these games matter come fourth quarter. And it is tight. These, you're going to have a tight game somewhere down the line in the series. And I think that's when Jamal Murray's presence is going to be deeply missed. I still like. I, I would still be looking for the Blazers in the series, but I'm going to obviously stick pot, stick pat with what right. I got there at four dollars to win out in six. Totally agree with you. Um, uh, how about those uh, Clippers? Uh, you know, you you uh, uh, figure out a way to tank down the stretch, and then you figure out a way not to show up in the playoffs. Uh, very interesting development right there. We'll discuss that I'm sure tomorrow uh, on the show. Uh, but good luck with everything. Uh, good to see. You. Always good to see you too, my friend. Take care. Good luck with you tonight. I'll see you tomorrow. Sounds good. James Salinas right there, 2015 Super Contest winner. Uh, a lot of great information. My guys in the desert coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet three six five. Twenty one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.